And boom, welcome guys to the Short Combos podcast. Nice to see you, JC Cashman, Warrior of Light. How are you? Likewise, nice to see you, Azul Miralei, Crackpot. <laughs> yes. This is not the new nickname. I don't like it. <laughs> don't want it. Please take this nickname back. This is genuinely a catch-up this week, isn't it? We have had a little to no communication between. I don't, have we even texted? Maybe once or twice. Once or twice, maybe in a group message. But no, I, don't, I do not think we have spoke much this week. So plenty yeah. to catch up on, I'm sure. Plenty yeah, of definitely. And things that you've been up to and places you've been going, I'm sure. Yeah, and all the, uh, the, the events that we can attend. And all the events. All the, yeah, people we can see. Yeah, yeah you, you said you did say it has been getting to you a bit. This one now, is it? I'm just completely and utterly, completely done. I'm just done. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I get off. I want to get off the train. Well, I, you don't have to slow it down. You don't have to stop it. But I want to get off. Uh, I'm trying to like figure out, can I move to Australia, <laughs> COVID there, uh, apparently China's COVID free, I don't know how that one works, but apparently it is, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure tomorrow I'll be fine, but today I'm done. You're done. We and, won't dwell uh, on it, we won't discuss no. it too much, but yeah, that that's what... That, let's Someone messaged us uh, actually the uh, other day and uh, you know they, they're supportive members of the club if you want to hit that bell and uh, they said like I'd invited them to an advanced training and uh, they messaged and said oh thank you so much for the invite and everything else we loved the last one we did but we're having to take some time off the screen because it's driving us all mad and yeah. uh, they said you know they're spending all day working on the screen, the daughter spending all day schooling on the screen. And that they said, look, we just have to be really honest. We don't want to be on a screen at the evening. And uh, I hadn't really, really thought, put much thought to that. Uh, oh, like, uh, I have. <laughs> I, I, I first, but yeah, okay, you have. I spent, <laughs> uh, no, I've spent some considerable time before even this, you know, contemplating screen time. And uh, I'm still trying to get back to a screen free day once a month, but it's even more of a challenge at the moment with everything. Oh, yes. It's uh, a possibility. At the yeah. Moment, is it? Yeah. It's like mad. There's one going to be one of my things for this year. But yeah, it suddenly came across my head and it was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to try and convince you to come on. It's like, <laughs> I, I completely agree. It's like, you know, if you're at a bar and you're buying someone a drink and they turn around and say, no, I was an alcoholic. It's, it's just not fun to turn around and say, have it. Push it or, yeah. You know, you're at an ice cream parlor with a diabetic or something. Go and have an ice cream. I'll get you some sprinkles. Uh, <laughs> it's, it felt like, yeah, no, uh, I get that. So you, you have dwelled on this, have you, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I, not from my point of view, although I have, you know, like screen time has gone up, not as in so much like the whole social media thing that we spoke, but just, you know, all our work is on a screen now. If I'm not recording this with you, we're teaching classes. If we're not teaching classes, we're uploading videos like it's just permanently all online at the minute. But I, for me, it's more when I do the Zoom and I look at the kid and I just think you've probably been on Zoom already today for school now you're on zoom with me 
You might have another activity. A lot of them are doing like little parties with their friends, Zoom parties. And I just think you've probably been on this app for at least four, maybe five plus hours today. And that's like, I wouldn't want my kid to look at a screen for that long doing anything, like absolutely anything. But it's just, you know, it's a necessity of the time right now. So I get it. But yeah, I have dwelled on it a little bit. And then parents, like you said, working at home, kids schooling at home with the screen and then yeah an activity in the evening probably with the screen it's uh it's a bit endless isn't it it's like you wake up with it you go to bed with it and you're tethered to it and you have to be because you've got to do this stuff it's not well there's no other way yeah yeah so i have dwelled on it i you know it's i feel for people uh like there's obviously far worse situations to be in uh but nonetheless it's it's not ideal is it I think I'm looking forward to when it isn't such a demand, as in, you, uh, demand's the wrong word, isn't it? It's not so much a crutch. A you ha- yeah, you have to do it kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, so you can, if you choose, have a screen-free day by not being on a computer. Yeah, like you can get away with it on a weekend day sometimes if you've not put anything in there yourself, like a virtual grading or whatever we do. Um, so you can you can do it and I've, I've tried to do it on the weekends here and there but it's not it's not easy now is it it's, uh, you can't not. even catch up with anyone without a screen that's the thing it's not yeah. like you can just pop around and say hi or have arranged a walk or something like that you, no. you have to on the day use a screen yeah I wonder when when this is all over if there will be a drastic pull away for a time being like I know I will uh, intentionally make an effort to pull away as much as possible from it just from a like detox kind of point of yeah. view yeah and I wonder if that'll be a universally noticed thing or if all it's done is like tether us deeper to these devices we'll see we'll see it's half term week this week and prior to half term week I did think is it going to be a half term week? Uh, because you're still in this whole, it's the same four walls. It's, you know, the kids aren't getting up to go to school. Uh, it, it, how different would it be? But it has been a different week. I've on purposely made sure that I haven't done as much myself during the day, spent time with the girls and, and things like that. And then it made me think about this whole holiday things in itself. And that just got me thinking. It's like, what what is all of that this you know work 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 have a break have a holiday even the five day week two day weekend when did all that start (laughs) yeah um yeah like the the pessimist in me always comes with this and just says that we're well-trained little cogs in the machine and we get drip fed these little holidays to just keep us spinning the wheels, if you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. here's a little oil for you, two weeks off, go to the sun, we'll treat you like like the rich people that you feel like you wanna be for two weeks. And then you can go back to being a basically a slave uh, yeah. and working for, you know, grinding out every pain. That's like the very cynical thing in me. Um, but the other thing is, I, and hopefully what it is, is that you have a life set up that you really enjoy. That's very habitual. You know, you do the same stuff every day, every week. And then every now and then it is nice to break up the monotony of it and do something different. 
Um, and then, you know, maybe that's what a holiday should be considered is it's just, you, you love your life. You're not trying to escape it. It's not getting away from it for two weeks. It's just shaking things up so that when you go back to it, you appreciate it all a bit more again. Yeah, I suppose this last week leading into it and this week, I've just been pondering on it a bit that I, there's, I don't know, but I don't like the idea that I need a holiday as such. I think yeah, I, I, I get that. I've always been on a path where should be again grateful for every week every day you have and make the most of every day in a way you know I I respect you've got to have tough times you've got to have good days bad days and everything else but just be grateful for any day that you have and mm -hmm. it not be so driven to yeah I've got a holiday and I think that's changed as one's grown up so as a kid of course you're looking forward to holidays because you didn't have to go to school uh, you didn't have to get up and get changed and those kind of things. And I suppose as an older person, you look forward to, or I'm not old, but as a, someone that is older than when I was a kid, look forward to the holidays because the girls are around, the kids are off school. It gives you more opportunity to do things. And obviously the going away somewhere is exciting. You know, the pools, the whatever you do with your seaside, whatever you do with your holidays, uh, it's exciting. And I think maybe the reason I personally need holidays is just that time to put the tools down, to let the blisters in your hands heal. And although metaphorically speaking, and your body just to sort of uh, recoup, and I feel you appreciate it afterwards but yeah just the whole thing the five day week and all of that just had me really thinking yeah but we've got to always remember that we're talking from a point of view of a doing what we love for a living which puts us in a minority as it is mm. uh and i forgot what b was i had a b but it's gone but that's the main <laughs> one is <laughs> uh, we get to do what we love for work so it's not it's not something you feel you need a break from because you're tired of it. It's that you need a break from it because you're tired. Because yeah, your own, your own, yeah, piece of mind. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's an important distinction because the majority of people that survey say every single year that they they don't work because they love their job. They just work to feed the family, pay the bills, and do what they have to do. Uh, and kind of work, enjoying the work is like a bonus that a lot of people don't seem to experience mm. have you have you been at any time in your life in that in that sort of uh trap like i can look at different types of my life where i was doing too much maybe i was uh i was working in london while trying to train and compete and everything else and it, i was just doing too much i just wasn't getting enough sleep and those kind of things but there was always an end goal and an end result i you know i had a couple of jobs when i left school and didn't particularly like the people that i worked for not necessarily the main boss but the person in charge or whatever and it was like well it was serving a purpose so i had a car and then that car could meant i could then go train more and uh, i never felt uh bounded out of my own control uh mm. is that kind of what you mean but yeah, so I think so. have so you been there yourself well every job that i had before teaching full-time was a means to an end and exactly what you just described i went to work to earn enough money to do what i needed to do to get what i wanted to get but there was a an end goal which was always don't have this job anymore so there, I was always working to get away from it. I never went deeper into the job. It was always the opposite where 
I was trying to cut down from five days to four days, from four days to three, from being a bar manager to a bar supervisor. Like I went backwards to get my way out. By the end of my employment, uh, and my last employment was working in bars, I was a part-timer on weekends, like, like a kid at school. You know, I had the weekend mm. job again, uh, and it was a couple of hours, and then eventually I got to completely drop it. So, but I never, ever at any point, I very nearly did. So when I was full-time managing bars, I went to an interview at another bar. My girlfriend at the time, not the lady I married in the end, but uh, she was pressuring me to go get a, another job and to earn a bit more money and to have a bit more stability. Uh, and I kind of fell for her pressure a little bit and went to this interview. Uh, and I ended up getting this job and they said, you know, can you start next week? We want you on, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna really push it. And they were all about, you know, you put in the extra hours and everything. And I went home and I just wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy that I got the job. I wasn't chuffed about it because I knew it was a trap. I knew it was gonna take me away from the direction I wanted to go in. So I didn't accept the job. And then the next day I cut down my hours purposefully to kind of drive my intention back in the direction I want to go in. And I think a lot of people, and this is an assumption, they start the same way. They get into a job or they get into a career with the intention of it being a stepping stone. And before they know it, like the water levels rise, then it's become the little island that they're stuck on and they can't go anywhere. There's no other stone to step to, or at least they feel that way. And then they're in that trap. And that's where the holiday and the break come into it. And again, this is all assumptions. Maybe everyone's really happy in their gig, but I don't feel like they are. Oh, people will have to let us know, won't they? Be yeah, interested in no. Right, change the direction. Have a rant, by the way. Oh, Oh, well, actually, let me carry on for a minute. I'll give carry you your rant at the end. Uh, because it, no, I don't know if it makes any same sense at all. No, I thought I'd ask <laughs> you because I don't think I've ever realised if you have or have asked. Do you speak another language? Ah, uh, good question. Good question. So the technical answer is yes, uh, I, I do <laughs> speak Turkish, uh, but it's a bit of a mess these days. So... <laughs> The funny out story is, out of practice, I was born in this country, uh, born in, you know, Lewisham Hospital, Southeast London. And my mum, bless her, I don't know why, she decided that it was more important for me to learn Turkish than it was to learn English. So by the time I got to nursery, fluent in Turkish, could barely speak a word of English. <laughs> Went to school got bullied and treated like the little immigrant kid that I wasn't. <laughs> um, and, and Were you in proper of, Turkish dress and everything? I mean, I might well. as well have been, might as well have been, I might as well. I, don't, I didn't, but I got, I, I remember very vaguely being really upset about it because no one wanted to talk to me because I couldn't talk to them. They didn't know what I was on about, I was speaking gibberish. Uh, so then obviously they pushed the English and I learned that quick. And I just remember letting it go. And from about seven up to about my teenage years, I wouldn't speak a word of Turkish. So it all went away, uh, majority of it. And then I kind of started relearning in my teens. And if I go to Cyprus or Turkey, within two weeks, I'm back to like conversational Turkish. Uh, but right now it's a mess. I'm trying to learn German because I really want to speak to my wife's family, but I'm not doing very well. Not doing well. 
not doing well at all. I, I, I was all optimistic at the start. And it's the same with anything, I guess. You get your newbie gains where at the start, <laughs> you start picking up things easy and you're like, huh, this is, this. This is simple. No problem. Yeah. And then they Rank start up. throwing in intermediate things like the whole masculine feminine thing. And for English speakers, this is just, boom. it's game over because you, you are as a, as a rational adult go, all right, a fish is a feminine word and a steak is a masculine word. And then you ask, which is normal, I think, why? Why is fish feminine? Why is steak masculine? And this is what Germans have to say because they, they just go, it just is. <laughs> because they just learned it as a kid. You just learned it growing up. You never questioned it because you were a kid and you go, yeah, it just is. So then it's like, how do I absorb that? So now I'm like, in my head, whenever I see a fish, it wears a dress. Whenever I see a steak, it wears a tuxedo. And it helps me to remember these things. But like, this is the kind of stuff that goes along with learning a language as an adult and it sucks. Yeah. I yeah, and you've got a reason, a good reason to want to learn. I've got a real good yeah. reason, a motivation to, because otherwise I go to Germany and I'm basically a dog. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. I am a dog that sits <laughs> in the corner, like this happy and then when someone talks about you or to you like a dog would i know <laughs> they're talking to me and i go like this <laughs> but i have no idea what's being said i'm just happy that i'm in the conversation brilliant yeah brilliant. you language i don't think i've ever known you to speak another i've language. never put i've always bought the idea is romantic in a sense yeah. not that i want to you know romanticize with it as in i've always liked the idea of learning a language uh, but i'm just an ignorant englishman when it comes <laughs> to that i everywhere i've traveled i have got by because you expect them to know english yeah. or fish do you sell fish or beef you know, or yeah improvised and yeah, yeah, I've never got stuck anywhere because of it. Uh, but may, maybe it's something I will... No, you put me off now, I won't. I, it's a really... I know what you mean about romanticising it, because that's what I was like. I was like, yeah, it'd be so nice. I'll be able to speak her language. I'll, you know, make her parents laugh. All the cousins <laughs> will love me. I'll take my family and they'll be so impressed because <laughs> I speak German now. It's not no. Why? Because I... It made me think, this made me think, oh, I must ask Gaz because uh, I'm pleased I did because then, you know, that was a good little story that I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, but what made me think about it was, I, I don't know what you're like, but I'm terrible at spelling. My spelling is not good and it's okay. got worse because of predictive text and things like that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I find uh, the whole predictive text useful for understanding words. I like that. My vocabulary's got bigger, I would say, because of that, especially writing and things like that. But the actual spelling of words, uh, what, what's your spe spelling like? Yeah, I, I, I hate the whole thing because everyone's dyslexic now. That's just that you can't spell, yeah. therefore you must be dyslexic. I, so I don't use that thing, even though I've never been tested for it. I don't know. Uh, but I can't spell. Can't spell for nothing. Uh, the it's just the word, word that got me on this is patience. Spell patience. <laughs> don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it. P-A-T. That's pat. Patience, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Patience, it's I like, know, what I the know. hell? 
But our right. language is really guilty of that because Anne, yeah. th this has been fun with Anne who can speak English fluently now, but is still learning some of these weird things about our language. And so she asks those questions. She's like, but why is it spelt like that then? I'm like, I don't know. And it's the same because thing. It I is. just have to say, yeah, it just how it is. I don't know. I kind of know what to tell you. It's yeah, it's, it's a pain. That's another thing that comes with learning a language. So here's, here's where it gets you. This is where it gets you. So you get the CDJ, right? Or the, the audio book. CD? What's the CD? Yeah. Sorry, I just showed my age. I hate that. <laughs> you download the audio book on your phone and you put it on Can't in the you car. stream it? Isn't it all on cloud now? Stream it, whatever. It's, yeah, it's digitalized. It just implanted in your brain. <laughs> and it says, you know, hello, how are you? And you go, da da, da da da. And you're like, yeah, easy, got it. But then when you go there, and this is what Anne experienced, they don't say, hello, how are you? They say, you all right, mate? She's yeah. like, what? You all right, mate? <laughs> and that, that's like, and that happens the other way around. You go there and they're like, da -da -da -da. and you're like, that's not what she said on the tape. And then you yeah. just, that's it. Your knowledge is empty. So you just repeat the one sentence you know, which is my name is Anne. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, don't learn a language. It's not worth it. It's no fun at all. I don't know if I've ever said one a friend who's uh, an Italian who speaks uh, not um, uh, loads of languages but uh, a few different languages. He he told us an interesting thing once about it. He said uh, language has really evolved, or how he I think he saw it, how uh, the nations had to uh, adapt to uh, that that climate and their environment they were living in. For instance, us Britons, us British, uh, we we did a lot of fighting. We did a lot of conquering everything else. So we needed really sharp, direct words uh, to to get across uh, in the heat of battle and things like that. So it was like one word, boom, and it, it would happen. Whereas the Italians, as an example, they spent a lot of time philosophizing uh, about the world and universe. So we would say orange and they would say a beautiful orange with lots of lovely fruit and tree and just to describe the same one thing yeah. uh, i found that really interesting and if you look at russians for instance it's in a very aggressive cold sharp language but you look at the place and what they you know go have gone through and go through and everything else it kind it of makes sense. makes sense and uh yeah I, I thought that was an interesting way of looking at language yeah, I mean, it is really interesting. I think it's also really interesting that it it kind of stops evolving at some point. Like, this was me again, going back to that whole masculine feminine thing. I'm like, where does that all fit in now with the whole transgender stuff? This is all a I bit like- I was just thinking that, yeah. Right? And the whole, you know, like, how does someone who identifies as gender fluid feel about the female fish and the male steak? And using yeah. these terminologies, when it's just the language, it's nothing to do with, although I'm sure it stems from originally, this idea of masculine and feminine, which is now this mad spectrum of, you know, anything and everything in between, including lizard people. So it's like, it, it gets a bit sticky, doesn't it? Because, yeah. that, but it hasn't evolved past that. There, no one has turned around to Germans and said, actually, you need to scrap that whole masculine feminine thing and just use the like the rest of the you know like english does 
And obviously, because yeah. it's their culture, it's their language, they're not going to let go of it. But it's funny that, and you know, like now we talk about kids and, oh, I don't understand what the kids are saying because they talk in, you know, with slang and with their new words and all the rest of it. But I think that's actually language trying to evolve, but we don't let it because it's, it's rooted in this way that we've got it, you know, what English is, what Text German is. And everything else, yeah. yeah. I find that really strange that, uh, you know, everything else moves forward and evolves, our sport, business, all of this. But language, I don't know if language evolves any further. Or is even allowed to. Hmm. I guess the evolution of it is to put it all in one, right? So eventually we're all speaking the same language. That would be like an evolution of it because it's quicker and easier yeah. communication. Yeah. My well, that means... feels really like... Un... Insignificant. Like, or... Yeah, really insignificant now. I don't know if I want to I want to do it, but I feel like it would be <laughs> a, a refreshing break from our you know worldwide yeah, condemnation of multiple go languages for it. and then I, i've got a uh, sh- i've got a short story for you to finish actually my rant is on you're gonna appreciate part of this cones bins and towels okay cones bins and towels all in the same proximity no they're all being used basically for the same purpose which i just it makes me want to burn things okay reserving things reserving a parking space with a bin or a cone on like a public it's a road you don't have any call to this bit of land but you put your bins there because you want to park in front of your house you you live in london this is obviously more of a much more of an issue yeah and then i relate it back to towels and um the Germans and the holiday beds and just I don't know what it is about London I guess it is we're busier and all the rest of it there's more cars but I am getting real just with my neighbors and people around who just think that by sliding their bin onto the road they've like put a flag down (laughs) and said this is my bit of land and I'm sitting there in my car going I've paid my road tax I drive my car on these public We are talking roads. about an open highway here, aren't we? We're not talking about private designated mark space. We're talking 24. public road, no permit parking, no nothing. And this is where it gets me the most, right? So you've got the ability on your house to have a driveway, but you've chose not to put a driveway. Instead, you've chose to make it a pretty little garden. <laughs> you want to have, have your pretty flowers and your little bit of grass that you mow once a week. Good for you more power to you but you can't have the best of both worlds my dear you cannot have your pretty little garden and your reserved parking space outside your house with space your, uh, yeah with your, no, pick one and this is what gets me because if you don't put your cones you where'd you park one meter down the road three minute walk down the road one minute walk down the road but you can't be bothered to do that because you're so privileged and you just think the whole world revolves around your little bubble the other day I drove over someone's bin is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> good. I good. just hit it with my car and just drove it out of the way. This is not a solution. I'm not, I'm, you know, if you've got more rant, rant it out. That I've it. also thought, oh, you feel much better now. I'm glad you, I'm oh, glad you shared that. Uh, well, <laughs> you clearly bring the dark. I'm thinking actually they are all really useful tools, what you've mentioned there. So uh, they, they all have a purpose of 
cleaning and protection. So the bin obviously takes rubbish away, which you know needs to happen, otherwise we'd have rats and vermin and everything else. Uh, the towel obviously wipes you after you've cleansed your body, you know, otherwise you'll get you know sores and uh, everything else. And then the cone is usually for you know preventing accidents or crashes or that kind of thing. So I see why they're so wrongly used. Exactly that, right? It's like getting a pencil use. and stabbing someone in the eye. You just shouldn't do it. Unless they're using their bins to reserve a parking space, in which case that's exactly <laughs> what you should do with a pencil. <laughs> but yes, it was just a rant. Most of the times it doesn't bother me. And when it does bother me, I will just drive over the cone with my car. <laughs> and that'll be my solution for it. So Maybe I appreciate this is a problem with your car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no car problem. Well, prior to this uh, short convo recorded of, we were doing our Wisdom Wednesday, weren't we, As? And you brought mm -hmm. to it uh, some short stories. And uh, a good friend of ours who was on the short, on the short, sorry, on the Wisdom Wednesday, has shared a short story. And I thought, ah, it would be a timely thing to, to do as well. So would you like me to go, As? Proceed. So As was telling a story, As was telling us short stories to basically make himself better because the day didn't start well with cones and towels and bits. Yes. So the short story of the Chinese farmer. Once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer whose horse ran away. That evening, all of his neighbors came around to commiserate uh, him. They said, we are so sorry to hear your horse has run away. This is most unfortunate. The farmer said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back, bringing seven wild horses with it. And in the evening, everybody came back and said, oh, isn't that lucky? What a great turn of events. You now have eight horses. The farmer again said, maybe. The following day, his son tried to break one of the horses. And while riding, it, he was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbours then said, oh dear, that's too bad. And the farmer responded, maybe. Next day, the conscription officers came around to conscript people into the army. And they rejected his son because he had a broken leg. And again, all the neighbours came around and said, isn't that great? Great. Again, he said, maybe. The whole process of nature is an integrated process of immense complex, uh, complexes. I can't even read here. Help me out as complex. complexity. That's the word. And it's really impossible to tell whether anything that happens in it is good or bad, because you never know what will be the consequences of the misfortune, or you never know what will be the consequences of good fortune. I needed that short story today. That was the one I needed today, which I didn't find. So you didn't thank find you for that. Uh, to you and to Guy for sending that one over. That was much appreciated. Uh, I will finish us with a quote and I will finish with this one, I think. I like this one. It's nothing related to what we've been saying, but I, I've enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, people often become what they believe themselves to be. If I believe I cannot do something, it makes me incapable of doing it. But when I believe I can, then I acquire the ability to do it, even if I didn't have it in the beginning. And that was by uh, Mahatma Gandhi. I love it. Love yes. It.
I love it well, too. It's been a pleasure, as as always. Maybe some people can tell us about their languages and what was the other thing? Oh yeah, would they like work? I've just realised that I brought the darkness today in more ways than one. I forgot to switch my light on, so I apologise if I'm a little bit I in the shadows. Intention- but I it that was, was not intentional. intentional, but I like that it's kind of fitting in with my uh, slightly gloomy demeanour today. I hope yeah. I've not put a downer on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Like and share. Uh, spread the word, please. Show it to your friends. Listen to it all day on repeat and uh, hit the like buttons and give five-star reviews. Peace out. Peace out.